Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of It's Brewing at McEwen, a USF baseball podcast. I'm your host, Mark Giardino, and today I'll be joined by one of my co-hosts, Matthew Giardino. In today's show, we'll be recapping the past week and giving our reaction to the past week. We also take a moment to look ahead to the rest of the season and think about what the outlook is for the rest of the season. We also spend some time answering fan questions and looking ahead to UCF. Without further ado, let's get into the show. So we're recapping the ninth weekend of the USF baseball season, and we're already a little bit into the 10th week, which is going to feature a matchup at home with UCF. But, you know, looking back at the four games since our last podcast, the Bulls went one and three. Uh, They went to Houston and lost on Friday night, lost on Saturday, and was able to salvage a game on Sunday. And then coming back on Tuesday, uh, the Bulls went to UNF and Jacksonville and ended up losing that game. So has not been the best week um, for the Bulls. You know, just it was just a week ago that we were sitting here, you know, talking about a lot of positives, you know, how the Bulls had started four and two in conference play. And we were really happy with that. But, you know, baseball, college baseball, especially, it's a very week to week game or, you know, things could change quickly. Um, And just like things changed for the worse in the past week, they could quickly change for the better as well this upcoming week. So, you know, we're still being positive. We still believe. Um, but, you know, just reflecting on, on, on the, on these games in Houston, you know, on uh Friday night, you go there and, you know, it's the best two pitchers for each, each team, uh, Friday night starters. Um, you know, Ethan Brown has second consecutive start where he just wasn't at his sharpest um, after starting off, you know, his starting run, earlier in the season really well. Um, He gave up six runs and four innings, and uh, the offense kind of clawed back uh, a bit um, and and ended up losing that game six to five. Um, One of the problems in that game uh, from the offensive standpoint was after the Bulls scored three runs in the first three innings, the offense just went completely silent um, you know, in the fourth through ninth innings, the last six innings of the game, the Bulls went three up, three down twice. They only sent four people to the plate in three of those innings. And the the most extended inning was the fifth where the Bulls had five batters. So, you know, they only scored one run those last six innings and one or two runs those last six innings. And it's just, you know, when you're not – getting rallies going, um, you know, it's, it, you can't make a comeback. So it was, uh, you know, not, not the best game Friday. Um, tough to lose a one run game on, on Friday night, but you know, Saturday, Saturday was interesting too. I thought it was a pretty good opportunity for the bulls because the Saturday starter, uh, for Houston was scratched, uh, due to, I think he had some type of injury, so they ended up starting a relief pitcher, Malachi Lott, who plays left field for them. And uh, he pitched two or three pretty decent innings. And then they kind of just did a bullpen day the rest of the day. And 
Um, you know, it, it ended up being a slugfest of a game. Um, you know, Hunter Mink didn't have a great start, uh, only went two innings. Um, so, you know, it was just tough, tough start to the, to the, to the series. And then Sunday, uh, we're able to salvage that game. Jack Siebert had a great, um, great start on the mound. I think seven and a third with, I want to say four strikeouts, um, gave up only one run, uh, really nice quality start from him to stop the, stop the losing streak. Um, Great, great performance from him. The offense, the bats woke up and scored 13 runs. Um, you know, and then Tuesday was just team seemed pretty flat coming off of a road trip and looking ahead to UCF. It's a kind of that game was kind of sandwiched in the middle of two kind of big things. So I'm not really putting too much stock into Tuesday night's game. But uh, Matt, you know, this I gave you my recap of the week. Uh, what's your reaction to that, and what are your kind of feelings and thoughts? Yeah, for me, I, I kind of always thought that Houston would be a, a tough series for us. Kind of discussing in our last week's podcast, I, I figured that the winner of the Friday night game would end up being the winner of the series, and it would be a toss-up uh, for us. But, you know, Houston's a, a really tough team at home. Uh, earlier in the season, they they ended up taking two out of three against ECU. Uh, but ultimately, I, I think one thing that was a little bit of a disappointment was, you know, we had a lot of high expectations for what our starting pitchers would be able to deliver. And, um, you know, they, they had a rough outing those first two games. And I, I think that kind of was a, a tough situation for our offense in, in both cases in Friday. They were able to scratch back, as you said, but to be able to sustain that over the course of the rest of the game um, proved to be a challenge, especially I think, you know, Houston really knew that that Friday game was important as well. And they put their their best relievers in after their starter, um, you know, didn't have a great outing himself. Uh, But ultimately, I, I think that it's not necessarily a reflection on, you know, where the Bulls are going in the future. I think there's a lot of, you know, good recent success that the pitching staff has had that will allow for them to have a bounce back week. And, you know, I think a lot of times too is, you know, they're, they're looking ahead to UCF already and uh, you know, that's a big series for us. And I think it's going to be a a big opportunity as well. Yeah. I think, I think those are good points, Matt, you know, just because we lost this series, you know, it doesn't mean that the wheels are falling off and we need to hit the panic button. Um, you know, ECU is one of the top 10 teams in the country and they went to Houston and they lost two out of three. So there's not, nothing to to hang our heads about. Um, like I said, the Tuesday game, I'm, I'm just looking that as a, looking at that as a fluke. Um, you know, just kind of tough to travel all the way to Jacksonville after coming home from Houston and looking ahead to a big series with UCF, um, you know, of course it wasn't good what happened Tuesday night, but, you know, the Bulls can wait, do, do, do make up for that plenty by having a strong weekend this weekend, which is what I think is their, their primary focus um, anyways. But, you know, something we did observe in the game yesterday with UNF up in Jacksonville was um, Lawson Galley, who had been the midweek starter, and has been doing a, a really good job as a midweek starter. 
um, did not start the game and he didn't appear at all. So my inclination is um, maybe he's moving into the weekend rotation or maybe they want to use him as like a, a long reliever. Uh, they may, maybe they just want to use his his good performances to impact conference play instead of to impact midweek games. But um, that's all speculation. So we'll see how that shakes out. But that was just something noteworthy yesterday. Um, yeah, and too, with, with Lawson, you look at his last five midweek starts, um, you know, he's done nothing but beneficent in those starts, going at least four innings. And each time he hasn't thrown more than 59 pitches in uh, any of those starts. So, you know, last time out, he was, uh, you know, pitched four four innings and only had to pitch 40 pitches to get through those four. Um, so that's, uh, you know, not necessarily something you find very often in, in college baseball. And to have someone like that, that you can, you know, potentially impact those weekend series is a, a really crucial part that uh, might factor into, you know, the coming upcoming games and into the rest of the conference play. Yeah, I think I think I think they definitely want him to impact the conference games because those are the most important. Um, and like you said about his efficiency, how he's able to pitch four innings and only throw forty something pitches. You know, he's he's very efficient, and um, that's because he does a good job of of pitching to contact, but doing it in in a in a way that is conducive to to success. You know, he's not. He's not pitching the contact like, you know, making it easy for the other team. He's kind of lives along the edges, uh, edges of the zones and, and has good movement on his pitches. So he knows how to induce weak contact. And that's really what's been helping him be successful and also keep his pitch count down. I don't know how much if he does start a game in the weekend, I don't know how much they would extend him, you know, beyond like his normal 60 pitch max. Um, but, you know, a guy as efficient as him could, could get you through five innings on 60 pitches. So um, we'll see whether he does a long relief or a couple of relief appearances or starts. Um, but he's been one of, I think he has the lowest ERA on the team. Um, so he's been, uh, you know, really, really good. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing him pitch in some, in some capacity this weekend. All right, so I think we did a good, pretty good job there recapping the week. Um, you know, there were some tremendous uh, individual performances that got plenty of publicity. Um, you know, Bobby Bozer made the all-conference uh, the uh, all-conference team for the week conference honor roll, hitting five home runs in four games. Um, Drew Brutcher, I think, hit like three home runs in three games. He had like a four hundred and fifty-two foot missile that he hit. Uh, or way deep into right field in Houston. Um, wasn't the first time he hit an absolute missile in 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 the state of Texas. Uh, the one in 2021, you know, Bulls fans will never forget. But um, you know, there was some good individual performances in the past week. Yeah, you know, Drew Brutcher and and Bobby Bozer at the plate really highlighted that. Justin Jackson did a really good job when he came in um, as a relief as a reliever on Friday to relieve Boogie, uh, pitched two and two thirds of scoreless ball. Um, that was really impressive for the true freshman to come into a tight, uh, high leverage conference game on a Friday night and, and just pitch the way that he did. So shout out to Justin Jackson. Kept that was, game. Yeah. Kept us in the game. That was, that was awesome. 
Um, we saw like the first time that Rafi has ever struggled a little bit. You know, he had like some rough games, I think one for five, over oh five, but you know, he's a, he's a fighter and, you know, he comes back on Tuesday night um, last night and, and has a multi-hit game, hit one of his signature opposite field, you know, just pure doubles. Um, so, you know, he's, he's showing that he's the kind of a guy that can, that can take, take, take a, an off night in stride and then he can come right back and have a good, good game the next day, which is, it is really good to see from a true freshman. So, you know, some, some really good, good positive things um, from an individual standpoint. I think Joaquin Monquet is really kind of cementing himself as, as a bat that needs to be uh, in, in the batting order. You know, he's really, he's been really productive. I think he's got his season average pretty, pretty well above three, close to 300. Um, you know, he's, he didn't really have much opportunities to play in the beginning of the season, only four starts in the first 20 something games. And then I want to say he's been in the lineup for like six or seven games straight now. So, you know, he, he kind of rotates between catcher, first base, DH. Um, but yeah, I think he's, his bat is kind of, been making enough of an impact where he kind of has to be in the lineup. And I think, I think that's good. I mean, we want more players to do that. You know, that's, that's what you want. So really good to see Monkey doing that. But, you know, I think we covered, you know, kind of some, some of the recent developments in the past week and everything. I kind of want to just think about the outlook for the rest of the season. You know, where is this season going? You know, of course, recency bias, looking at the past week, you might think that the situation is is bad. You know, one and three in the last four games is not great. But at the end of the day, the Bulls have already faced two of the tougher teams in the AAC, UCF and Houston. Um, Tulane obviously is a little bit down this year, but they have a winning record right now in the AAC. They have a five and four record. Um, you know, they played nine out of the 24 conference games. So they're a little bit over uh, a third of the way through. Um, we have 15 conference games remaining. Um, and those are uh, this weekend, three games at home against UCF. And then there's three games at home against Cincinnati. Then back-to-back road series at Memphis at Wichita State. And then the season ends at home uh, against ECU. So. 15 games left. Um, when, when you think about the teams that, that we're playing, Matt, and you think about, um, you know, the, the rest of season outlook, you know, how do you kind of envision the, the rest of the season going or, and, you know, where, where, where do you think this season is headed or, or what, what are the possible ways that this season could go? And, and, and... yeah, I think, the number one thing is our team needs to find some level of consistency. Um, you know, coming off of a great series win against uh, Tulane, uh, we thought, you know, obviously we were on a, on a high that week. And, you know, same thing with UCF. Uh, you know, we thought we had a lot of things going for us. And, you know, we, we kind of fell into a, a little stumble with the series against Houston. But ultimately, I think, what we need to do is find that consistency going into upcoming series, especially I think as, as you stated before, you know, we've already faced a couple of really tough opponents in the AAC. 
And, uh, you know, as you look into the future, obviously we still have to play ECU, but at the same time, you know, we do have a series against Memphis who has struggled a little bit in conference play as well as uh, Cincinnati. Um, They haven't looked all that great either. Uh, So there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there to, you know, really put together a lot of conference wins. And I think what we need to start doing and something that, you know, I don't think we've done in quite some time or possibly ever is we need to start sweeping some teams within conference play. Um, I know that, you know, the conference play is super competitive. There's only been one sweep or maybe two sweeps all uh, conference season so far, and that was all by uh, ECU. Um, But I think in order to really cement ourselves as, you know, a top two or three seed going into the conference tournament, uh, we need to start, you know, putting these series wins together and not only series wins, but we need to get some sweeps as well. Yeah, I think think you're right. I think that is – I think it's going to take some sweeps in order to really, you know, finish the conference in the top three the way that we want to see the the season finish for the Bulls. Um, because, you know, ECU is going to be a very challenging series. UCF this weekend is going to be a challenging series. And at Wichita State, I think, presents some challenges as well. They're, they're a team that has um, looked good at, at times uh, this season. Um but, you know, I think it's it's a very – I think we're at a very pivotal pivotal moment for this 2023 Bulls team as we sit here. Um, you know, we sit here three weekends into conference play. There's five weekends left. Um, like I said, we have a winning record, but it just doesn't feel – it doesn't feel like – it doesn't feel like I can I can put my foot down and say for sure I know what direction this season is going. You know, it – the Bulls could get hot. They could, they could get some sweeps. They they could, you know, finish as a top three seed. But, you know, and look look at last season. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but it's just factual. We finished last season in last place in the AAC. You know, that has to that has to be something that is remembered and is thought of as a motivating factor. We cannot let that happen again. You know, that kind of has to be the attitude of the team of, you know, there has to be some urgency to to, to capitalize on each weekend. Um, you know, because like I said, when you're when you're five and four, the way that they are right now in conference play, it, it could go either way. You know, on Friday night, you could win. And now all of a sudden you're two games above 500 in conference play. Or you could lose, and then you're at 500, and then you know it can go. It can go anywhere from there. Um, I feel like it's a very pivotal, pivotal moment for the team and for their season. Um, I think they need to they need to get hot, and they need to get hot now. Um, go ahead. Yeah, and I think too, like you know, at different times, you know, we, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but at different parts of the season, you know, different aspects of our team were performing and, you know, the struggles of this pitching staff in the past weekend was, you know, a little out of character, especially from what we've seen in the past few weeks in conference play. But, you know, when you look at the offense and the fact that, you know, they've hit 12 home runs in the past four games, 
um, you know, there's some positive aspects about what's gone on in the past week as well. Um, but I think, you know, going back to my previous point about the consistency, we need to be able to, you know, hit those home runs when our pitchers are performing at their best and, and the pitchers, you know, the starting pitchers specifically really need to, uh, to get back to what made them successful earlier on in, in conference play. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to to like the timeliness and the consistency of contributions. Can can you consistently, you know, do something positive in the in the batting order every day, even if you don't have your best day? You know, draw a walk. You know, get on base. So I'll say one one player that I know for sure has been really consistent with their contributions offensively is Eric Snow. You know. Like, even when he has an off day, he's still drawing a walk or getting a single. Um, you know, he's just very consistent. And I think, you know, we have tons of players on offense that are capable of, you know, performing consistently in that way. Um, but I think we just need to collectively have more players playing at a, at a consistent level where, where day in, day out, they're, they're, they're doing something positive in the batting order. Um, I think that would help. And I think the same kind of goes for, for, for pitching, you know, I mean, consistency in that, in that respect is, is key as, is key as well. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think it's a, it's a really big moment this weekend, you know, UCF at home. Um, I'm not even so concerned about, like the rivalry or the fact that it's UCF. I, I just think that, you know, the, there's still so much, so much of this team's story to be written for 2023. And I think that the players should feel excited about that. They should feel motivated. You know, they should feel positive about some of the things they've already accomplished. You know, we've gotten guys on the weekly honor roll. We've gotten guys get AAC player of the week. Um, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of good signs. Um, it just has to come together. The team has to keep a, a positive outlook and, you know, realize that they have a winning record right now in AAC and they have an opportunity to build upon that. So also, I, I, uh, yeah, also, also Bozer, uh, I don't know if you saw, but he got recognized by a, uh, national college baseball, uh, publication as, uh, one of the top players in the country for the week as well yeah and no, i saw that collegiate i think collegiate baseball writer association or newspaper um well deserved i mean five home runs in four games is absolutely crazy um you know he was he was really in the zone this past week um and you love to see that i said on the last podcast you know in the first three weeks of the season he looked like the best player on the team and you know he he has the ability to to be that player for a whole season. And I feel like, I feel like he's going to finish strong. You know, he's, he's a strong, he's a strong guy. And, and I think, you know, he's going to finish the season uh, on, on a positive note, the way, the way that he's doing. Um, But yeah, so like I said, there's, there's a lot of positive signs. We just want to see it translate more into consistent results uh, as, as, as any Bulls fan wants to see. Um, but yeah, with, with that, you know, um, we got some fan questions, uh, and we'll get into those here in a second. All right. So we got a question from at Joe B the bull. Um, 
His question says, not so much a question, but the historically bad team ERA needs to be discussed. Um, yeah, I mean, collectively, the ERA for the team is a little high. I, I haven't checked it. I think it's like six something. Um, but you also have to think like a lot of that's driven by a few games that were, you know, kind of crazy blowouts. You know, the, the 25 runs against VCU, uh, 16 runs against runs. Houston, 18 runs against VCU. I mean, there there was just like a handful of games that just got way out of hand. Um, I don't think that the pitching staff collectively, I don't think that really reflects where they're at. Um, I think generally speaking, we've seen pretty good progress from the pitching staff as a whole. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like too worried about, about the pitching. I think, I think last weekend was obviously tough not getting, you know, the best starts on the, on the Friday, Saturday games. But I think, I think this team kind of goes as their weekend starting pitching goes. I think if the weekend starting pitching can give you five or six innings per game, um, we have enough quality in the back end of the bullpen to get through, um, you know, those last three or four innings each day. It just becomes challenging when you ask the bullpen to get through, you know, six, seven innings per day. Um, that's not going to, that's typically not going to go well for any team. Uh, if they have to do that often, uh, it's okay to do once in a while, but you know, I think, I think if the starting pitching settles down and, and gives us at least five or six innings per game this weekend, which I, they're perfectly capable of doing. Um, I think that there's enough quality. There's enough guys that are in a pretty solid form right now. Uh, for example, Austin Grouse starting to pitch better. Um, Justin Jackson's pitching well. Um, Chandler Dorsey has shown pretty well in the last couple of outings. Um, you know, there's there's different guys that are coming into a pretty good form. So if you, as long as you're just asking the bullpen to do, Riley Skeen continues to be in great form. Um, as long as you're just asking the bullpen to, you know, get you through the last three to four innings, um, I don't think you have to worry too much about the pitching. It's just going to be challenging if they have to, you know, go past and finish six, seven innings. Yeah, and just to add on to that too, kind of going back to your point about the blowout losses that we've experienced this year, I, I think a lot of times too is in those games, uh, you know, a lot of times you, you got to remember these guys that are pitching for us, they're still kids. I think as they see their teammates, you know, maybe experiencing not their best outings, it kind of affects them internally as well. And uh, with that, it kind of, you know, kind of compounds the the overall effect of, you know, the offense that's being produced from the other team. And uh, ultimately, it, it can lead to high scoring affairs. And it's not necessarily uncommon in, in college baseball and kind of, you know, something that you have to keep in mind when looking at the, the holistic ERA for the season. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, some of those kind of blowout games kind of just created, you know, there was like a certain tone that was kind of set and it was hard to break that for the rest of the game, uh, especially with a lot, a lot of young guys that are just trying to establish themselves and establish their confidence. Um but I think, like I said, I think if you're if you're able to kind of 
you know, use the, the players that are in good form at the moment, which is more than a handful of, 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 of people, then I feel like, you know, you can get through weekend series as you can win weekend series as you could potentially sweep. Um, you know, if we get up big in a game, um, I don't know, let's say seven or eight runs or something, and it's a lower leverage spot, kind of like we talked about in the, in the beginning of the season, some of the players that are maybe not showing in their best form at the moment in terms of bullpen guys could get opportunities to get work in and build their confidence so that they eventually can be used in those high leverage spots as well. Um, you know, every pitcher on this roster was recruited to USF for a reason. They all have the ability. They all have the talent. Um, they just need to establish their confidence. And there's some guys that have that right now. There's some guys that still need to build that. Um, so hopefully the offense can get us some big leads so that more guys can get work in and, and build build their confidence and Ultimately, that's going to benefit this pitching staff. The deeper that we are, and the more, the more pitchers that there are that have confidence to pitch well. You know, right now it might only be four or five guys in the bullpen that you know you can confidently say that about, but it has the potential to be more. If, like I said, we can we can get some blowout wins, we can get some game reps for some of these guys that need to get their confidence back up. So I think I think it's I think that's kind of kind of a key for the pitching staff. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So another question we had was from at Coach AJC twelve uh, with Monke Rivera and Betancourt rotating between catcher, first base, and DH. Who would you put where in an elimination game? Um, what would you say to that, Matt? Um, can, can you repeat that? It was Monkey Rivera. Monkey Rivera, and Betancourt. They're playing catcher, first base, and DH. Who would you put where in a, in an important game, an elimination game? I would say I would put I would put Nelly behind home plate, just because he has the most experience at that position. Um, and also, you know, I think he's probably the most well-rounded catcher on our st- on our uh, roster. And then I would put Betancourt at first, just because I like his athleticism. I think uh, you know he gets to a lot of balls at first base that um, you know a lot of first basemen wouldn't be able to get to. Also, the thing that you know I really like about um, about Betancourt too is he really knows how to stretch really well too. Um, he, you know, he, he allows for a lot more room for error, um, on throws coming from second base and shortstop. Um, so I, I would have him at first and then, uh, you know, I, I think Nelly or, uh, not Nelly, I, I think Monkey, uh, with his bat and what he's done lately, I think, uh, you know, he'd be a perfect person to fit into that DH role. Nice. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, it's funny cause I wanted to get your response, but. I actually had Nelly behind home plate and, and Monke at first, um, just because he's a little more seasoned um, veteran, you know, his third year in the program um, just has more game experience and has more experience at first base. 
Uh, I think in Betancourt's uh, high school career, he played uh, shortstop or, you know, infield. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Betancourt's done a great job at first. I think he looks great. Um, I think I just think it, I just think if it was an elimination game, you know, all the marbles on the line, I think I would just go with the experience there. And, and, and Moke is a pretty good athlete himself that has done a pretty good job um, holding down that position when he gets when he gets the chance. But I don't think you can go wrong. Um, I think I think that they're both good options. Um, I did have one other question that was on Instagram. Um, this was from G Quinonis three is USF focused on picking up pitching for next year. Um, I think that's kind of a general question, but yeah, of course they're always recruiting pitching. Um, so, I mean, I haven't really checked on the recruiting class, but I know we have a good amount of uh, pitchers committed for next season, but go ahead. Yeah, I think one thing that might allow for us to actually look for more, you know, position players is the fact that this past class has really produced a lot of strong pitching, um, stronger pitching than I've seen from maybe even the past couple of classes that have come in, just the impact that these freshman pitchers have made so far um, has been quite incredible. You look at, you know, Lawson Gailey and Justin Jackson, Chandler Dorsey, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys that are, you know, basically brand new to college baseball, making a, a really strong impact off the bat. So I, I would say that in any other year, um, pitching would probably be a top priority. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't add more pitchers, but going into this upcoming recruiting class, um, I would say that you know, the, the emphasis can be spread out a little bit more evenly throughout the roster. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. I don't think pitching has to – well, I think pitching is always the main focus because it's just depth. I think that – I think one thing that we did not see uh, the Bulls do uh, in the last recruiting class was we didn't see them add any uh, transfer portal Division One or division two or any, they did not add any four year school pitchers. Um, the only pitchers that they brought in uh, that were transfers were from junior college. Um, you know, Riley scheme was one of those guys and he's been tremendous. Um, but it's interesting because at a position player standpoint, you know, we added, I think four division, four, four guys from four year schools. We added Pablo Ruiz, John Montez, Travis Sankovich and Stanton Luthner. Um, and, and look at the how positive contributions that um Travis Sankovich and John Montez has been able to bring to the team. So that's one thing I would say for next year. I just I'm curious to see if they'll try to add a four-year guy or or two um from a pitching standpoint. So our last segment, just want to preview UCF a little bit, um, just at a very high level, like how they've been doing since we played them um you know they uh since since the bulls won that series in orlando um it was kind of interesting you know the the ucf really got on a, a pretty bad stretch there i mean when we faced them um 
in Orlando in the initial series, they had going into that Friday night game, they had already lost four out of the five previous games. And then they lost two in a row to us. So that gave them six out of seven losses. And then uh, they ended up winning the Sunday game against us. But then uh, then they just continued their slide. Um, they, they lost another four games in a row. They lost at Miami. And they lost at ECU as a sweep. I mean, granted, those are good teams. But uh, they kind of have started to turn it around recently. Um, they have won four out of their last five games. Um, they they had back-to-back midweeks where they played Stetson. They won both of those. Um, actually, last night they won on a walk-off against Stetson, and that was their first walk-off win since 2015, which is kind of hard to believe because um, I feel like the Bulls have had like a handful of walk-offs in the last couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, they also went, they also were home against Memphis. Who's been one of the weaker teams in the AAC and they, they won two out of three games there. Um, they had to like come back late on Sunday. They were losing like six to four going into the eighth inning. And, you know, they, they snuck back and ended up winning that game, um, eight to six, but, but yeah, so, um, they're they're in a little bit of better form right now. Um, they're playing a little bit better, um, and, and you know we're kind of struggling as of late. But you know something's got to give. I think it's going to be it's going to be a very important moment for both teams. You know UCF it's important to them because they had a really long stretch there where they were playing bad baseball, and uh, for them they they they're trying to get back on on a positive track. And then for the Bulls, you know they've shown some really good things, but now we've kind of been struggling. So we're trying to get on the positive track. So it's a big weekend. Yeah. And I think the, the real key for this weekend will be, you know, how well can our starting rotation bounce back? Um, you know, after stringing together a couple of weeks, you know, previously in, in conference play where we got at least two out of three quality starts from our starters um, where last week, obviously, uh, you know, we struggled to get through, you know, even three or four innings. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we bounce back and, you know, get uh, get some consist- consistency um, within the, you know, rotation. And then also, uh, you know, consistency with, you know, the power production that we've seen as of recently. Um, I would like to see that carry over into this week and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see some home runs and some good starting pitching. Yeah, those are those are two things I'm looking for as well. I mean, let's see that power that we saw last weekend carry over, like you said, and let's have the starting rotation bounce back so that you know this team can can use their pitchers in the most optimal way. Um, you know, which is getting good starting pitching and and using our our pitchers in the back end that are that are pitching the best they're pitching in their best form right now, you know. So that's what we want to see and uh Can't wait to pack the red on Friday. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.